Welcome and thank you for tuning into the Joy Tutor Podcast. I am your host, Joanna Williams. Together, we will unpack, learn, teach, and celebrate the journey of emerging entrepreneurs and courageous trailblazers. Let's dig in. Hi, Melissa. Hi, Joy. <laughs> Listeners, you heard her correct. She called me Joy. I have so many people calling me Joy. So in this season, Joy it is. Thank you, my love and my queen, for joining our audience. We're, it is a pleasure to have you. Please introduce yourself. It is a pleasure to be on this table with you, Joy. My name is Melissa Elliott. I am a wife, a Christian first, a wife, a mother, um, and dual citizen of Barbados and America. Born here, but because of my parents, um, I became a citizen of Barbados. And I'm also a group practice owner of Agape Family Therapy and Coaching, where we provide mental health services to New York State and coaching nationally and internationally. So I am in Queens, New York. What area of New York are you in? We're in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Okay. Well, that's where we're having our Celebrations of Courage event this June. And I did do a little bit of research on you, which is the reason why I will be honoring you this June with the Impact Award. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I'm humbled. Humbled. It's so deserving. It is so deserving. We do so much in our day-to-day -day lives, and we do not realize how much we impact those around us. And we do it in silence. We do it in the dark places. We are on this journey, which oftentimes feel very alone. But I am creating this table and this space where, and empowering others to say, you can create your own table. You can celebrate yourself. You can celebrate others. You do not have to wait for the Oscars or the Academy. You have the same freedom and right to do that for your own people, for your own community. So with that being said, I am celebrating you and honoring you. I could not wait <laughs> for you to get on the podcast to say, Miss Melissa, you are a true candidate and the perfect shining light for the Impact Award. Um, so please share with the audience as your mission is to spread love that you have been doing Please give us a little bit more details about how you are impacting those around you. Thank you so much. Agape means love. And as a spiritual person, as a Christian woman, you know, we, I look to the example of Jesus and how he was the ultimate person who spread love. He still loved Judas. He still loved people who hurt and harmed him. And how do we do that in our everyday lives? How do we recover and heal from trauma in our lives. And so with Agape and our team, we really look to ensure that folks are the experts in their lives. They know what works best for their lives. They know, and we are coming along in that journey with them. And so we don't take our stance as the expert, but we understand that the ultimate expert is Jesus. And we spread, we hold space to have real conversations that hold people accountable. Also, talk about boundaries and setting boundaries to maintain positive self-self in the world, um, self-liberation, self-leadership. 
to be able to not only heal, but also recover and repair. Let's talk about the recovery space. Okay. When I was going through my healing journey in 2021, and let me just say, there's always work to do, okay? However, I went through a boot camp healing journey in 2021. And I realized that when you have the hard conversations, when you do the retrospective and introspective of yourself and really face what is triggering you, when you take a different perspective and look at maybe it's not them, maybe it's me. After doing all of that work, I realized that I needed to sit in a recovery period. It's no different than going into surgery and having like open heart surgery, or even if you just have a little cyst taken out or having a stitch, right? Repaired with a few stitches, you still have to let it be, let it rest and let it heal. That is so important for anyone out there who is on a journey of self-love, on a journey of healing and working through I've often heard it, heard it say shadow work, which is, you know, negative self-talk or the imposter syndrome, right? Um, abandonment itch issues, people pleasing. As you are working through that, show yourself some grace. Oh, immense. Very important to show oneself grace because that's what God gave us. Grace, you know. And, and oftentimes we're so hard on ourselves that we can't even see to be graceful to ourselves and to others. And I find that the more that we're hard on ourselves, the more harder we are on the world and the people that we love in that world, the more distrustful of ourselves because we've made mistakes, the more we are distrustful of the people around us in our world, the more you know, the way in which that critical piece that comes up inside of us, however it shows up, that we are to ourselves, we do that to other people. And when we become, become more aware of that, and we have more grace and more love and more peace and more understanding and compassion and curiosity for what mm -hmm. is going on inside of us, then we can do that to other people. We yes. give that opportunity to open that up for others. Why is it important to lean into something beyond ourselves. I can go deep into, I was formed before all of this. But when I step outside and I look at the sun, the sky, the birds, the if I'm on a beach and I look at the ocean and how immense that is, I alone am a part of it, but I am not, <laughs> I didn't create it. And it is much bigger than I. And when I take it to the spiritual realm, if I alone only depend on me, I am lost, I'm alone, I'm isolated, I can't do things. But when I understand that there is a, someone who is bigger than me, something that's outside of me that has already made the way, has already made the plan and laid it out, and I'm just walking along and I'm asking for my steps to be ordered, then I know that it's not just me. If you're feeling heavy, just, just say that prayer, help. Or I surrender and just wait. Sit in that recovery period, honey. It's coming. That's right. That's right. That's powerful. So in connecting the dots for you, what led you to where you are today? 
As I said earlier, I was raised in Barbados, born here, raised in Barbados. So that means I was separated from my mom and my, my dad um, and raised with my family, my mother's side of the family. And when I came back up here um, in elementary school, that transition period was rough for me. I needed somebody to talk to. I needed someone to understand what it meant to be a bicultural, bi-ethnic person trying to navigate two new worlds of one knowing what, you know, what it meant to be in, cultivated in a black community in Barbados and then having to integrate and not understand the rules, the laws, policies, it being completely different and not knowing what to say. I also dealt with an alcoholic parent and a mom who was the provider who tried to make everything look good. Um, and it was hard because navigating my emotions around that, that, that also was very new to me. Um, and I wanted to become the person that I needed in mm. elementary school, in junior high school, in high school, someone to mentor me, someone to understand my feelings, understood what I was going through, how to navigate having an alcoholic parent who also was suffering and put that suffering onto me, emotional abuse, psychological abuse, at times physical abuse. And, and my dream ultimately is to open a center where we can do that for the community. Um, and, and as I've gone through each career path that I've been to working to prevent children from entering into foster care, working to, in Flatbush, East Flatbush, Bed-Stuy, Brownsville, all of the areas where I actually went to school in, it was, it was amazing. And also becoming um, an adjunct professor and, and in higher education at NYU, working in workforce development and mental health, I'm able now to cultivate all of those things and be able to create a wellness, wellness opportunities for people in Brooklyn, where we're not just looking at the emotional and mental health, we're looking at your financial health. We're looking at your physical health, your environmental health. What does it mean to, to your vocational health, intellectual health? What does it mean to be a full whole person and also build authentic, healthy, effectively communicating relationships with family. Going in reverse order with your last statement, building effective, healthy communication, um, effective communication relationships with your family, yes. you are opening a huge, huge swing and a huge door because that's where we learn how to communicate. That's how we learn. I don't want to know how you love. That's the easy part, but how do you fight? Are you avoidant? Are you, do you stonewall? All of that goes back to how we communicate with and cope. Mm -hmm. We're taught how to cope. We're taught how to communicate. And when you also stated you wanted to be someone that you needed, oh, I can relate to that, which is why we are here today. <laughs> <laughs> because I needed a space. I needed a platform to just be my authentic self and shine from my heart and not be judged in that space. So I am very curious to know more about your impact and your reach within the New York community. When should someone reach out to you? So we offer both mental health services and coaching services. And so if you are someone who is experiencing symptoms of anxiety. So constantly thinking or worried about something or a life decision that you have to make or are panicking because 
it's difficult to make that decision. You find that your heart is palpitating or you're having lots of headaches, physical symptoms, I would say to reach out to us. If you are having symptoms of depression where you may have difficulty getting up in the morning or doing the things that you used to love to do or having a hard time doing work because it has become more mundane that you may be sleeping more or less, you may be eating more or less. So you're noticing gait, waning gait, weight gain or decreasing of weight. Um, we would ask that you reach out to us. Uh, we do we deal with perinatal and postnatal depression and anxiety disorders. So if you know you're having a hard time getting pregnant or you have you had multiple losses, we are going to work with you around that anxiety and depression to become pregnant. And afterwards, during and afterwards, actually, um, what it means to be pregnant and, and hold and be able to hold that child, as well as what it means to now have to, to cultivate that life and bring that life forward and um, support that as the child is here. Uh, we also, with coaching now, is more around who do you need to be? Do I need to be courageous? Do I need to be curious? Do I need to be um, calm? Do I need to be um, confident? Who do I need to be in order to get what I want? And so we have a 90-day coaching program that allows you to develop goals, uh, financial goals, professional goals, business goals, uh, I would say weight, uh, physical health goals, uh, emotional, mental health goals that will help you to get to where you want to be in the next 90 days. So you actually see tangible results in getting there. I love when you said who you need to be in that moment, because sometimes we can often feel we need to be everything all at once. And it really makes it more digestible and practical when we can just be one, one, one thing or have one title for ourselves. Okay. In this moment, I just simply need to, let's say, show up. What are some of the challenges that you have faced and had to have overcome to get to this point where you're, you know, providing such resources for our community? It was March, 2020. I had decided about a year ago, I was in a senior management position at a workforce development program that was not going along with the integrity that I had and the way I walked in the world. I was responsible for bringing in three, for recruiting and enrolling 300 women into this workforce development program. Previous to my ED, we were involving the women in decision-making, really looking at their lifestyles, whether they were a caregiver for a family member or their child and figuring out ways that would help them to get to the ultimate goal of economic security, getting that job and, and being able to stay in that job. When we had this new ED, she wanted to get rid of all of those things. She didn't, and these were mostly black and brown women. She wanted to not involve them in the, the, the decision-making process. She didn't feel like it, was, it wasn't necessary. There was this reduction in service delivery that she wanted me to have. She didn't want them to know about workforce rights things that you would need to know if you were on a job and you were rights were being impeded on. And these were things that were not in, in alignment with my integrity in the way that I want to walk in the world. Um, and so I gave myself a timeline to get out of there. She also was very um, demeaning and disrespectful. There was one incident that I would never forget where she yelled in front of all of the staff and humiliated another woman of color 
because she didn't put a period at the end of her sentence and sent it out to an external provider. Now I understand that punctuations are important, but the way in which you are to remedy those things is to be in private and to be able to talk through and help support your staff. It is not to humiliate them and demean them in front of everyone. And this woman later had came to me and was crying. It just took my took piece of my heart and my soul and I couldn't continue to be there. And so I made a decision to leave. And then the pen, and I did put in my re resignation March 1st and then the pandemic hit on March 15th and we all had to go home. And at that critical moment, I realized that I had to surrender. I had to know that without a doubt, I am not alone. And I had to give it to God in that moment. I, I surrendered that he was gonna take care and provide all of my needs. And because I, I decided to leave a, a good paying job to be an entrepreneur and be on my own. And he's kept me, Yes, he's kept me. Mm -hmm. It may not look like it was before, but I'm still kept. What have you done between March 15th and now, you know, looking back, fill in the blank for us. And so um, I've connected to my network and, and had opportunities to provide diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging trainings to board members. I've been able to have trainings with nonprofit leaders around what it means to have, be inclusive and to include people who you're serving into the decision making process. I've been able to ramp up Agape Family Therapy and Coaching to serve at least 150 people a year in Brooklyn, as well as in California with our coaching services, in Florida with our coaching services. We've even went to Australia um, and Barbados with our coaching services. And um, I continue to grow in, in, in the nonprofit sector, letting, you know, really having trainings around what it means to be anti-racist, what it means to, you know, have leaders who look like us, who represent us, who understand us, who come from where we come from and have humility and, rep and provide dignity and respect ultimately for those who we serve. I have experienced workplace bullying with my white manager who very often yelled at me and was very disrespectful. And I was the first to enter the office, the last to leave. I found that I had to work longer and harder and take on a heavier workload. And I could not express myself. I could not be assertive because me being assertive was deemed as being aggressive. So for you to take that, take a mess and turn it into a message, and then also develop programs that educate and teach, that is true impact there. And it's needed. God had you in the right place at the right moment. Thank you for being you know, there for the young lady who was humiliated, because I know what it's like to be on that side where you are alone and we do need representation because why does representation matter? It matters because there's empathy in those spaces when you have others who have been through what you've been through, who have walked the walk and talked the talk. And we oftentimes do not have anyone who stand up for us. So thank you. What is your mission? My mission is to spread love, you know, um, and when we say love, love can seem so fluffy and wonderful, but it is at times hard, you know, to love the unlovable, to love yourself at times, 
to love, you know, and, and when I saw love, thinking about, you know, thinking about my dad and how he caused me so much pain and how I can sit here today and say, yes, I still love him. But I also have to understand he had struggles. He had, to, you know, things that he had to overcome and it was hard for him, you know, to be a man, an immigrant man in this world and have to provide and, and struggle to provide. And that's why he took to alcohol. And yes, it was difficult to do that. And I'm not going to sit here and say that it's, it, it is easy, but I think that we always have to hold on to love. And that is my mission. It's the best pill to release pain. When you show love for yourself, having parents who cope in the best way they could cope, doing the best, best that they could. And again, to your point, not to excuse the behavior or the damage that was caused, recognizing that and understanding that, but it takes courage. It takes strength and power to look at that and say, I am going to infuse the energy of love. That's healing. And you do not know how people around you can really be affected and impacted and grow based on your courage. You are a walking manual, but how has love changed your life? To feel and experience love, unconditional love, uh, knowing that I can mess up and still have love, knowing that I can, you know, be slow in my process and still be loved, knowing that I'm not disposable, I can still be loved. I think that knowing that and receiving that and experiencing that from the angels that God has sent to me has been truly transformative. Feeling disposable is a trigger word for me because that is where I did not feel loved. I felt disposable. And it's amazing how I have had these experiences throughout my lifetime. And each time I go through it, that self-love, that self-worth muscle gets stronger and stronger. Because if you don't learn the lesson, you will repeat the exam. You will repeat the course. What I now understand is that I need to love myself unconditionally the same way I do others. So that's what this walk and new journey is about in 2023 for me is to really pour that all back into myself. Time to see what it's like to live in joy. That's joy. (laughs) (laughs) It's the new name, Joy. Is there a story that you would like to share around your walk in the name of love? I had an inkling and a draw to a lot of bad boys in my earlier 20s. And it was something about the emotional unavailability, but the physical presence and protection. Um, and And I later realized that that protection was because I wanted to feel protected. And from the experiences that I had had with, you know, my dad, I wanted to be protected. And my husband came along and was was a lot of joy and a lot of um, emotionally present for me. And to me, that was very scary and very uncomfortable. And at the time I was in therapy and my therapist asked me to lean into it. And I was like, what do you mean? Um, and I found myself leaning in and leaning in and leaning in until it became comfortable. So his hugs and his embrace became comfortable. Um, Whereas in the past, you know, I didn't get that from the, the rough boy. I didn't get that from, you know, that bad boy. I got it from my husband. And I was not nice to him in the beginning. 
because I had been used to that roughness. I had been used to, you know, playing, speaking in, in ways in which were, which were not lovable uh, because of the previous experiences. And he had a different vision for me and he treated me as such. He saw that I was loving. He saw that that, that was possible, that was inside of me. And he, he kind of, he does it sometimes still. He like chuckles, you know, he chucks it off to like, okay, Melissa, all right. He's patient, he's kind. And because of that, I have been transforming into a more lovable person because God sent him to love me. Shout out to hubby for loving on you and being patient and loving you in a way that, that gave you the runway for you to grow and evolve. And thank you for taking that and paying it forward through your initiative. So I am so excited to celebrate you June 3rd. I didn't even look at the calendar, but I'm going to make sure I'm there. <laughs> It is going to be a fabulous time. Um, what else would you like to share in this space with us? Dream, believe in yourself, accept support, and act now. Thank you so much, Melissa. Please tell our audience, how can we get in contact with you? We are on Instagram, agape underscore family therapy and coaching. On Facebook, agape family therapy and coaching. Our website is www.agapefamilytherapy.com. You can call us 929-234-1697 or email us at agapefamilytherapy at gmail.com for an intake. Thank you, love. Thank you for joining and listening in. We greatly appreciate your time. To learn more about our business development classes, such as how to start a business, business plan development, we got you. I'm also excited to announce that we've launched our new Entrepreneur Roadmap and Execution Planner along with the class. The class is maxed out at 14 registrants, therefore the class books very fast. However, we do have wait lists available. Sign up at joytutor.com. Also, last but not least, you can follow us on all the social medias at Joy Tutor or Joy Tutor Inc. Until next time, take care.